You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 91 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the kitchen studio this week for our Christmas special is my co-host Matt. <laughs> hello, good morning, good morning. Good morning. How is everyone? Oh, I think we're all very festively fined. We, we are. Yeah. We are festive now. Thanks for that. Yes, um. <laughs> uh, we had some <laughs> some last minute uh, adjustments to the studio before we start the mm. show. Yeah. Although the lights have just oh they've come back on again. Oh okay. <laughs> The, right. the Christmas lights. Don't are doing touch some... anything. We'll lose sound again. Don't touch anything. <laughs> but no, we are we are very festive today. We We've are. Got, yes. Hang uh, on. I'm just. I'm, I'll go to the white shop. The the, there we are. You can yeah. see the fire. There it is. Yeah. There's the fire hazard, uh, which uh, Paul was mentioning a moment ago in the. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Which uh, Mark Masher was oh. mentioning in the chat room just a moment ago. Uh, but uh, we are sporting. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, you can see we're actually sporting our festive garments. Uh, and I'm just going to stand up very quickly. Um, but, uh, so hang on. I'll take that out, please. And Matt is wearing a fetch of festive jumper. This is my upside down Santa in a you know stuck in a chimney thing, which I think is very me, don't you? Yeah. Mine is mine is very grown up. Yes, absolutely. Yours is a bit boring, frankly. Oh, very good. I know. But there we are. So we we are making an effort, as I say. This is the last live show. It is the last live show before Christmas. Christmas and New Year. We are being very very lazy, and we're treating ourselves to a couple of weeks off over the Christmas and New Year period. But as I say, don't panic. It's still worth. downloading the episodes because as I say we've got those fantastic museum interviews that you took when you were in uh, Malta, Malta yeah, we have, uh, yeah. and also uh, the listeners as usual yeah. have done us proud we've got yeah. some fantastic really Christmas messages, messages which uh, we've been listening to a few of them while we were having our leisurely breakfast this morning because yes. we were so ahead of the ball this morning um, and, uh, and so <laughs> we, we were listening to, 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 to some of those and that, oh it's going to be I'm, I'm looking forward to playing them out it's going to be good it's going to yeah. be cool we, we do to get some really good uh, voice voicemail we have, uh, from yeah. the listeners uh, which is really, really cool. We, oh, it's great. It's just that you've done us proud, uh, yeah, as, yeah. as per usual. But there is still time. So if you haven't sent a message, yes. um, you, it's really easy to do it. Uh, if, you, if you've got Facebook on your phone even, uh, you can send us a message using the Facebook chat app because uh, that has a function where you can send audio feedback. So if you haven't got an app on your phone where you can record your voice, etc., why not do it that way? Because I can lift it straight from Facebook. Excuse me, sorry, it's breakfast. Uh, <laughs> I can lift it straight from Facebook. So please, uh, if you haven't done, if you've never sent us a message, perfect opportunity, send us a little Christmas message wishing everyone who listens to the podcast a, a Happy New Year and a Merry Christmas and all that. And uh, we'd love to include it um, with the two episodes that go out mm. over Christmas and New Year because I'm editing those in the next few days. So um, I shall probably be editing that uh, on Christmas Day, frankly, while I'm watching a film. So... Um, make sure you try and get them all in before then, because that would be great. And for those of you who were in the chat room last week and stayed till the bitter end, uh, yes, we uh, we w- you, you would have heard us actually record uh, yes. the the intros and outros to those episodes mm. we're putting out over Christmas, which yes. uh, was yeah. <laughs> rather interesting because we managed to. Uh, yeah, it went very smoothly. Huge... I don't. No, no, no. It went very smoothly. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I don't it went very smoothly. Yes. yes. <laughs> so um, nothing went wrong at all. No, not at all. <laughs> so the date today is the nineteenth of December. It is. Yes. It's, these lights are going to uh, give me a migraine. Okay. 20, yeah. 20 minutes past <laughs> 10 in the morning. Indeed. And uh, yes, we are well fed and ready to bring we you a, another news pack show. And also, don't forget, we've got the uh, the competition <gasps> winners yes, we're announcing the to winners. announce. We're going to draw 
draw those live yes. in front of you all, yes. so you'll be able to see us draw those yes, names yes, yes, yes. out of the uh, the cooking the festive cooking bowl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So stay tuned to that. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get some more people in the chat room. Just looking at the chat yes. room now. Yeah. Oh, it's filling up nicely. We've got, we've got all the usual suspects in there. That's all, all the good. usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah. So yeah. We're, are we ready to go? We are officially ready to rock. So, so we're going to start the show then, as we do, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. I certainly, most certainly, definitely is. It's a very festive, ready and am. Let's go. So, kicking off this week's first news story on the ITV News site, this one. And the headline, record passengers at Luton Airport in November. Uh, wasn't some, to be surprised, I suppose, mm. uh, with all the, um, the improvements they're making there. But, oh, is that uh, what they're called? I, I just uh, wondered. I supposed to be called that, yeah. <laughs> so, a record number of passengers used Luton Airport in November. Uh, 850,000 people f- Goodness me. flew through the airport to uh, London Luton in November, an increase of 23.6%. That's a huge jump. Compared with the same period of last year, this marks 20 months of consecutive growth in passenger numbers for the airport. Uh, the airport is currently undergoing a £110 million development project, and the aim is to increase annual capacity from 12 to 18 million passengers per wow. year. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's probably less than Heathrow and Gatwick, but it I mean, is, that's still yeah. a huge amount of people. It is. Well, it's quite a small airport in comparison to those as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's obviously, uh, Luton is, uh, is uh, Pilot Pip's base as well. That's where he flies is it? the most. Yeah, ah. yeah. Pilot Pip, is, he, he flies My out commiserations to him. <laughs> um, so Nick Barton, chief executive, said that 20 months of a consecutive growth that uh, Luton shows that demand in the southeast and in Luton is at record levels. Whilst the decision to build a new runway has been delayed, the need for more sustainable capacity hasn't gone away. That's why I've already begun the £110 million redevelopment, increasing capacity from uh, £12 million to £18 million. Uh, 2016 will be an exciting year for us mm. uh, as the transformation takes shape. Uh, it always amuses me. Here we go with another one of these, um, the news. Well, this is the ITV yeah, news. Yeah, yeah. And they've used one of their, obviously, their ancient... Okay, let me, um, let me, just, uh, let me just put that up. Matt's going to put that up on the screen. See. Yes, okay. And uh, we can see there a, a Boeing 737, I I think that's a 400. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. I think that's a 300. It's also, of course, the livery's incorrect now because the dot yeah. com has been dropped, hasn't and it? And they stopped using those many years ago. Did they? Uh, right. yeah, well, it's three, nice to know that you know, they've gone out and taken fresh... Fresh photo. Fresh photo. Files for photo, as it were. That's always nice, isn't it? Go but on. no, it's good to see uh, increase. I mean, it'll be uh, interesting next year if I can get uh, cheap flights to Malta to try mm. Luton again and see what the... Um, See what it's like. See what it's like. What was the? Do we? Can, can we remember when it's supposed to be finished? By? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's continuing through 2016. So, I'd imagine. I mean, it's the security side of things. I think Pip said in a previous show that the security side of things had been done. Mm. Um, but they need to improve a lot of the facilities. Yeah, well, and, and uh, when when I went through, they were they were actually in the process of changing the um, uh, like as you walk through sort of arrivals and departures that that bit the other side of the gate, if you see what I mean, was mm. uh, was massively being developed, um, like with new eating areas and all, ca- all mm. that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed. I mean, it is it is a, a relatively convenient airport for for us here. So, uh, 
you know, not as convenient as Stansted. There's no two ways no. about that. But uh, actually, interestingly enough, uh, um, I don't know. I haven't looked at the uh, the articles and thing, but because there's been been a bit of a hoo ha in um, in the UK here because the government have decided to postpone the decision about this extra runway, haven't they? Mm. Um, about um, which we desperately need. We desperately need, yeah. Especially it was uh, it was Heathrow, wasn't it? I, well, no, the decision was where it was going to be, wasn't it? Whether it was going to be Stansted or, or Gatwick or. Or Heathrow, yes. Mm. Or Boris Island. (laughs) Or Boris Island, (laughs) yes. I don't know if Boris Island could be possibly big enough to take anything of of note, really, perhaps. Because it can only take smaller stuff, can't it? Yeah, yeah, Boris Island. London London City is only the small stuff, yeah. Yeah. But... uh, it would be it would be handy well, that, to have that, an extra. What was capacity. the what was the BA one we saw at Farnborough? Because that goes in and out of London City, doesn't it? And that didn't look that small. <laughs> no, no, big. Big and Hill is quite a large airport as well, to be fair. Mm. Um, but there's there's a lot of um, things that they could, they mm. could do here in the UK to uh, to to improve the uh, of the capacity for airports. Mm. One of them is is using one of the XRF bases which we have here. At um, Mildenhall, I think oh, right, it is yeah. uh, here. In, I think it's Mildenhall mm. in the UK. Here, it's got a huge runway, but surely loads of space. But well, but, but surely, if the inf- you see the the, the only thing is, derelict. is well, yeah, mm. but um, the the infrastructure is already there at, at Stansted. Mm, yeah, as an example, yeah. I mean, it seems a bit no, daft. Stansted's fantastic so. to to build another. It seems a bit daft to build another airport. Um, when all you need to do is get because I mean the, the advantage with Stansted is there is a, quite a bit of space mm. sort of around it, isn't there? So you can all right, not maybe not the what the A one twenty side, but the other side you've got room for another runway. What, what's what's your favourite airport uh, in the Me? UK, guys? In the chat room, ah here. right, yes, yeah. So let us know your thoughts. What yeah, uh, absolutely. Where, my, where your preferred flying from point is? Stansted. Yeah, Stansted, Stansted for me. It's, it's yeah. no brainer. I think a lot of it is because it's only an hour and a half. Yeah. So whenever you go anywhere, it doesn't take really. Long. Yeah, we should be saying Norwich Airport. Yeah, yeah, but that's no but, because you can't yeah. go anywhere. You, well, you you can go to Schiphol and then then on then to somewhere. somewhere else, but yeah. um, and you, you know. can fly on a Wednesday. Oh, can you? Yeah. No, no, no. To be fair, Schiphol you can go every day. Why on Saturdays? I think I don't know about Saturdays, but you can hmm. certainly go during okay. the week. Uh, you're doing them a terrible disservice. I there. know. Uh, it no, is, we, however, we, as <laughs> I, th- I think it was, it was it Jenny. I think was saying, but the yes. only thing is, it is very expensive to to go anywhere through Norwich Airport. That is the trouble. Mm. Mm. But uh, no, I'd love to say Norwich was my favourite airport. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, Gatwick, Dan, Dan Hannington in the chat room said, really? uh, he said Gatwick Airport. Yeah, I've, I've used the, actually the train links into and out, out of Gatwick are quite good. I've mm. used them. I've used them before. Um, and Gatwick was the, where I took my very first aeroplane flight. Oh, really? It was, yeah, yeah. Okay. And when we did it, probably went to the because they used to have a viewing gallery there, didn't they? The sky something or other. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Sky, yeah. Remember that as a child? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I remember that I quite liked it. It was um, it, it was quite fun. Well, it was a flight, I, I, I've ne- and I never really, never really enjoyed flying since. Frankly, <laughs> madman, madman. I know, I know. So moving on, next story. Uh, yes, the Ooh, next story. Interesting. Uh, one. It is. A, it is an odd one. Uh, we were discussing this actually when we when we were having yeah. breakfast, and I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, but uh, this is on the sun.co.uk, so this is the, it was one of the tabloids here in the UK, and the headline is, Handle Without Care. Shocking video shows baggage handlers at Luton Airport hurling passengers' luggage like they were filling up a skip. <sighs> um, staff at Luton are seen kicking lo- uh, luggage containing passengers' cherished possessions and chucking it onto the conveyor belt. A source said, this is outrageous. Anything valuable would definitely have been broken. Uh, it makes you wonder whether they're taking their job seriously or 
enough. If this is how they treat bags coming off the plane, who knows what care they take getting them on. Um, it is pretty It is pretty horrific. Um, and I'm going to show you some of the pictures. I can't show you the video for legal reasons um, because basically we couldn't get permission to, to use it. But um, I can, however, show you the pictures because they are very much in the public domain. So, uh, yeah, this, this is the picture. Um, there's a few pictures here on this particular page where they're throwing them around. Now, we were chatting before we started um, that um, I don't know if, um, if, if you filmed um, like baggage handlers and things around the world, whether, um, whether the experience would be any different. That is, I mean, look at the pictures on there. Yeah. I mean, they are yeah, being thrown from, yeah. from a reasonable height and distance, but, those bags. Uh, I mean, if if my if my because um, I mean actually I mean, last I'm oh, sorry this year I should say yeah. when we flew when we went to Malta and I also took my um, large lens as Dan Dan will yes, know that yeah, these course, lenses yeah. aren't cheap yeah and um, I mean I package it it's in a in a protective mm. um, case anyway but I did put that in my in my suitcase mm. and I'd be pretty annoyed if I must have yeah. it ended up in many pieces well and, and i mean the story <laughs> i was telling when we when we were when i was flying to um scotland wasn't it and i and uh, my hard drive and stuff and they wanted to put it in the hold mm. um because it had got like you know the wedding video on it and mm. i refused and they got a bit funny with me but uh, as you say i mean if that had been treated in the same way that you're describing or these pictures are describing there i mean that would almost certainly have completely failed by the time i plugged it back in so mm. Mm, it's a funny one. Uh, Dan says he was a little bit biased with the choice of Gatwick because he used to work. I oh, know. Yeah. Lucky him. <laughs> Indeed. <Never sighs> anyway, on to the next story. Next story is on the Business Insider, the UK Business Insider site. This one. The headline, the days of the jumbo jet are coming to an end. Here's a look back at its glory years. While well, Matt adjusts the camera. There we go. <laughs> um, so, the for, well, for more than 40 years, the wide-bodied jumbo jet has ruled the skies. But with changes to aviation regulation, airline business and strategies, and improvements in turbofan engine technology, the days of the huge aircraft are drawing to a close. That's sad. Mm, it is. Since its introduction to service in 1969, the Boeing 747 has transformed the way people travel. With its ability to fly 500 passengers 6,000 miles, the jumbo jet allowed airlines to reach new destinations uh, worldwide while achieving profitability by lowering the per-seat cost of operation. Over the years, the big Boeing was joined by long-haul wide-bodied market offerings from McDonnell Douglas, being the DC-10, mm -hmm. Lockheed, uh, as in the TriStar, and Airbus, obviously, <sighs> uh, bringing their, their larger wide-bodies, such as the A380s now. Mm. And uh, in 2005, with the introduction of the A380, um, perhaps the mo most uh, capable rival, the Boeing jumbo jet uh, had ever encountered. The, this was obviously the, the jumbo then became not the biggest aircraft, yeah. passenger yeah. aircraft in the world. But these days, Boeing and their buses are having a hard time finding new buyers for both these uh, iconically large aircraft. The cost of purchasing the aircraft combined with the fact that they are relatively energy efficient, efficient makes them impractical. Demand for the big jets has also dwindled as aviation regulations changed the airlines, um, which have moved away from uh, hub and spoke the model for their routes. And as jet engine technology improved, making it safer for aircraft to fly longer distances with just two engines. Mm -hmm. In the last eight years, Boeing has sold just 45 uh, 747 jumbo jets. 
uh, the majority of which are to be deployed as heavy freighters. And earlier this year, Boeing announced it will be cutting back the 747 production to just one per month. Oh, wow. Airbus hasn't won the airline order for the double-decker yet either uh, since it sold Emirates a batch two years ago. James Hogan, the chief executive of Emirates' uh, rival Etihad, uh, was uh, unequivocal when he uh, asked by the business insider if the group would buy another uh, of the uh, four-engine jets. And uh, he said, quoted, no, we're done, uh, Hogan said. We believe in uh, two-engine technology aircraft that are much more fuel-efficient. In fact, Virgin Atlantic CEO Craig Krieger told Business Insider early this year that he's surprised that Airbus was able to find as many takers for the A380 as they have. Long-distance transoceanic flights were traditionally exclusively covered by the 747 and its fellow three- or four-engine wide-body jumbos because when it comes to engine count on an airliner, the thinking that there was safety in numbers. Obviously, with uh, technology now, two engines is as safe as mm, four. Sufficient. Although, you see, I'm, I'm inclined to slightly disagree with that because I'm, I think it was last week we, we covered a story where it was actually saying because the, um, uh, the, the fuel prices have gone down so much. Just bring that picture back up. Yes, um, that's what and, I and I'll stick that on. But uh, what, because the fuel prices have gone down so much, that um, actually uh, people were, were less inclined to get rid of, maybe not buying new ones, but they mm. weren't getting rid of their four-engine units because uh, basically they're nowhere near as expensive to run at the moment. I mean, I think that's, uh, I think that's uh, worth, worth sort of bearing in mind. But uh, the, f the 747, I mean, that's the first Such aircraft I, I, re I, I ever mm. remember. Um, you know, in fact... Uh, when I was young, I didn't realise there were more aircraft than just the 747. I thought that was... And that was the first flight that I ever took. That was on a 747 to Greece, if memory serves. Because my first ever holiday was to... Um was to uh, Cap Dag in France, but that was that was a coach holiday, and my first ever airline flight, which I was talking about out of Gatwick, and that was at um, that was uh, out of Gatwick Airport going to um, where was it? I think oh, it was Athens and Zakynthos were the two places we stayed. Started in Zakynthos and then and then had a week in Athens. Hmm. Absolutely. There's an iconic photo there on the yep. page as well. This is uh, something that most people will, will notice, ah, obviously. Pan Am, yes. The uh, iconic Pan Am there with the 7.4s. They always used mm. to fly a lot of those. Um, that being one of, one of I think that's a 200 series, one of the yeah, really early ones. What, yeah. Maybe even 100 series uh, 7 But they haven't massively changed, have they, since? Oh, well, there we go. That's, uh, there's one there. That's, that's oh, the 707, that's which the 707. is... Um, that's uh, another four-engine uh, aircraft, not a wide-bodied like mm. uh, like the 7.4, but uh, another very popular um, popular four-engine okay. aircraft. I there. That came before. And oh, look, look at this, at oh, the wow. iconic interior. There yeah. we go of uh, of the 7.4.7. I mean, <laughs> that's uh, pretty cool. It hasn't I must say, it hasn't it, they, no, they haven't massive. No. But if you could notice in the top, uh, the picture there above uh, the heads of the people yeah. there, just in the background, on above, uh, just below the uh, where the overhead bins are, yeah. you've got the projector. The old oh. style three lens, uh, I think it was red, green, and blue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. red, the green, and blue colors, projectors. Yeah. yeah, projector there. Hey, um, they they are still. If it weren't for, if it hadn't been for the invention of HD, I mean, they'd still be commonplace now. Actually, hmm. it, was the, it was the best way of getting a sharp picture. But 
Obviously, these people look at the hairstyles there. I mean, they're Stop fantastic. It. There's nothing wrong <laughs> with a bit of a bouffon. It's absolutely fine. Oh, what's this one? What's this one? There we go. There's the uh, there's a seven four seven being loaded. For those of you watching uh, on on YouTube, yes. you'll be able to see these. Unfortunately, for those of you listening via no. for the audio no. podcast, you won't be able to see these pictures. But, no, um, but it's uk.businessinsider.com and the, and the, and it's the days of the jumbo jet are coming to an end. Here's a look back at its glory years, 2015-12. So if you want to look it up on, look at these pictures, it is worth it. Look at the difference there. In that photo there, Yes. we'll, leave, we'll, we'll put this in the so, last so what, one. So what's the, what's the, one in the, so, I mean, what's the large one in the back you've, there? So you've got the 7.4 in yes. the background, okay. which we've been talking about the story. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. In, in, the, uh, in, front of us, in front of us there is the 7.07. Wow. Um, which is still a huge aircraft, but I mean, look at the difference in size between the seven hundred and seven and the seven four. I mean, there's it's, a massive it's, difference it's, there. It's, it's terrifying between the two. Size wise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, brilliant story. Brilliant nice, story. Yeah. Nice find there, sir. Very yes. nice find. So next story. Anyway, yes, next story. This is on the Travel Weekly website, and it's a bit of a sad one for this because I think this is actually Norwich, <laughs> so isn't it? Is this Norwich? It's Norwich. It's oh, our airport it's here. Very sad. Oh dear. On to the next story. This is on travelweekly.co.uk and the headline is Children Left Crying at the Airport After Lapland Trip Cancelled. <laughs> I know. A Christmas trip to Lapland was cancelled on Saturday, leaving children crying at the airport. The early morning Enter Air flight, part of a Transun Winter Wonderland daybreak, was cancelled because of a technical fault with the aircraft. The flight was meant to depart at 8.15am but was cancelled at 10.30am by Transun, which specialises in the Arctic Circle, Lapland and the Northern Lights. Customers were offered flights from other airports or refunds. One family, the Ludkins, who spent over £2,000 on tickets, said children were left crying at Norwich International Airport, the Eastern Daily Press has reported. We're not going to be able to go from another airport because it's such a short time until Christmas, said Bonnie Ludkin. It's so bad, we got a at 4am to get to the airport early and we waited over five hours only to be told that they had to cancel the trip. The day trip was to feature activities such as reindeer sleigh rides and a visit to see Father Christmas. James Crawshaw, commercial director of Transun, said we at Transun were informed of the problem by the airline and as soon as the issue became known, we immediately relayed all the information we had to passengers in Norwich. The airline did their best to fix the problem with the cockpit's onboard flight management system, but the ensuing delay meant that even by delaying the evening's return flight, it would not be possible to operate the day in Lapland as planned. We offer our sincere apologies to all passengers who were affected and recognise that there will be many disappointed children and parents. At least 85% of the passengers were relocated to other departures, while some chose to accept a full refund. Transun contacted passengers directly and through their various travel agents. I mean, it's very, very sad, obviously, because small children were devastated by the fact that they couldn't um, go to that land. But at the end of the day, if there is something wrong with the aircraft... They can't. They, they, they. It's not. It's not worth the risk, is it? Especially yeah. when it involves the onboard flight computer. I think that's asking for a disaster, really. But it's definitely a shame for the children who. Oh, uh, it is. We're obviously Absolutely. looking forward to seeing Father Christmas. Well, and it will have been uh, planned months and months in advance, won't it? So oh, it is, good morning, Ray. Yeah, Ray morning, Davis Ray. has joined uh, us. Do you know? I, I was beginning to get worried as to where he was. I know, he, but he is here. He is. He is here, which is excellent news. 
But uh, yes, uh, morning also to uh, Mr. Fraser, my friend James. He's uh, in Scotland at the moment. Yes, good which is where morning. He lives. he lives in Scotland. I bet it's lovely up there. Man. It is. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you a little story because uh, uh, I had the uh, privilege of uh, going to his wedding and I had to drive um, from, uh, I think it was Aberdeen that I landed. Was it Aberdeen or Aberdeen? No, I landed at Edinburgh. I Edinburgh. Yeah. Landed at Edinburgh and uh, it was a two and a bit hour drive. Uh, this was when the fourth road bridge was still open, obviously, because it's not open at the moment, as I'm sure James is cursing on an hourly basis. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, so did it all in the dark. And I remember waking up because I was up in up in the gods, up up in the rooms. I woke up and uh, and when I saw that view for the very first time, I think it's one of the most breathtaking, stunning views I've ever had in my life. Literally looked out the window and you could see a mountain with sort of snow and everything all on the top, and uh, and then sort of down uh, it down sort of uh, rolling hills and and waterfalls and oh, it was just amazing. Very nice. Anyway. Very nice. Ooh. I want to go and meet for Christmas. I like this. James says, uh, a very sad story. I'm off to Lapland next Wednesday for a pint with Father Christmas. Ooh. How does one do that? <laughs> More well, details, please, James. Friends in high places. <laughs> well, I know that. Mm. Yeah. Or pilots in high places. Oh, dear, really? Very good. Okay, uh, next do uh, Anyone for a slightly embarrassing oh, Christmas cheese fest. Yeah. Next news story then on the Travel <laughs> Weekly uh, site, this one, and uh, a story we've covered previous episodes obviously do uh, what happened i thought happened in shamal shake and mm. stuff earlier this year yes uh and monarch airlines are extending their cancellation period uh monarch has cancelled uh, which cancelled flights to shamal shake airport until january mm. uh, the cancellation period has been extended from january the 6th to january the 24th next year uh, as the foreign and commonwealth office uh, and department for transport continue to advise against all but essential air travel to the destination Monarch has taken the proactive decision to allow customers to make alternative holiday plans as soon as possible, said the company in a statement. Customers affected by the change are entitled to change their booking to a later date or rebook to another destination on the Monarch route network. Affected travellers can also request a credit note towards for, uh, future travel purchases uh, with, with Monarch. Uh, for customers looking uh, for an alternative destination to Monica's additional flights to mainland Spain, Faro, um, or Faro, uh, Gibraltar, and Tenerife, uh, sort of place where people go this time of the year when they want some nice winter sun. <laughs> yeah, too right. Uh, Monarch continues to operate the Red Sea resorts of uh, Hurragada and Eliat, as well as Cyprus and the Canary Islands, Agadir and Madeira this winter. UK Airlines operators uh, had to fly more than one, uh, well, 16,500 holidaymakers home mm. following the downing of the uh, Russian Metrojet Airbus early this year, which killed all 224 on board. Uh, and subsequent security issues at the Red Sea Airport uh, were discovered. Mm. Uh, I mean, this, I mean, obviously, you know, this is purely safety. It's yeah. Monarch taking, yeah. you know, this decision. It's probably not an easy decision because at the end no, of the day, it's costing it, money. It's costing money. Um, and also, obviously, uh, passengers who book holidays months in advance mm. are obviously going to have to sort of change their plans slightly. Yeah. But I mean, at least uh, it's not like they're just they're taking the money and saying, you know, that's can, it, that's job, it done, job, yeah. job done. You know, that you can rebook, you know, another destination mm. with uh, with you know Monarch and stuff. So, yeah. well, it's got to be done, isn't it? I mean, I don't, as I say, I don't think this story has finished rumbling yet. I think we've got, I think we've got a little way to go before uh, things stable down. It's um yeah it's a bit bit, bit of a strange one really um but um I mean how long do you reckon it will go on for before before it sort of things go back to normal I if I had to if I had to make a guess I I would mm. think 
we're, I mean, it's going to be back before the summer period next year. Right, yeah. But it'll be a rough sort of path leading up to summer. I'd imagine by the spring, yeah. things will be more or less back to more normal. More or less back to normal, right. yeah. Well, that's, 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 well let's, let's hope that is very much the case. Okay, on to the next story. And this is the Business Traveller website. And the headline is Ooh, Air Berlin one for you. debuts 3G in-flight connectivity. Well, that's quite exciting. I wonder how much they charge you for that. <laughs> a million pounds. Air Berlin has become the first airline to operate an in-flight 3G connectivity service. The, Air, the Aero, or Aero Mobile 3G EX phone technology has been fitted into an A330-200 aircraft with a registration Delta Dash, and that's um, Alpha Bravo X-Ray Charlie. You notice I've been practicing my phonetic God, you're alphabet. Good. Ah, you're so you. good. Thank you, darling. Uh, it <laughs> allows passengers to use their own 3G-enabled mobile devices to send text messages and use the internet much closer to the experience that they're used to on the ground. Phone calls are not allowed, and passengers are billed directly by their network provider. The 3G technology is in the process of being fitted across the German carrier's entire long-haul fleet. Air Berlin currently offers a non-3G internet service on all of its short, medium and long-haul flights. Aeromobile said in a statement, Aeromobile will start the ro- to roll out 3G connectivity across other partner airlines in the months ahead. Air Berlin passengers flying long-haul now have the option of paying an additional 79.99. this is in euros, for an XL economy seat. Um... Wow, is is that just for the thing? Or was it saying the, the carrier is the carrier bills you directly for using the service? I wonder what on earth the roaming charges are like. Well, Aeromobile um, are actually a subsidiary of Panasonic Avionics Corporation, right? Um, and it, its services, Aeromobile services, can be uh, installed either at the point of aircraft manufacturer mm. or on board aircraft after manufacturer on both Airbus and Boeing aircraft. And they have, I mean, they've, they've got a lot of different, um, they were the launch customers of many different really? kind of networks and stuff on board aircraft. Cool. Um, but it's, I mean, I reckon this, oh, is, I mean, this, I, this I, is going to be a thing that, that I think so many airlines are going to come up with this mm. this now. I mean, even Ryanair yeah. have been talking about having... Although uh, it, do, it does sort of rather suggest, actually, that, that using this airline suggests that you can actually take your phone off Flight mode. flight mode, yeah, mm, mm. that's intriguing. That that mm. more information needed there on on that one, I think. I was going to say because to pick up a three G network, you need yeah. to put your phone. You need to have your, turn your you mobile. To, yeah, uh, yeah, and, you, on. and in this configuration, you must have the data turned on. Mm. Mm. Peculiar mm. and expensive, depending on on what deal that they've done with the with your carrier. So the time in uh, where Adam Knight is yes. uh, is nearly 10 o'clock in the evening. Is it? For, for Adam there, yeah. over in Australia. Yeah. But uh, thanks for joining us, Adam. Uh, well I, 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 wonder, I wonder what the time zone is in Scotland. That's a different time zone, right? Feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry, I'm just Send all hate mail to uh, <laughs> yeah, podcast at Matt's. <laughs> <laughs> How rude, honestly. So the next story then, and uh, this is quite an interesting one actually. I found this one this morning before we started the show on the Travel Weekly site. And uh, you found this one before we started. You found all of them. Well, I found all of them. But this is this is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Second. Sorry. Oh, P forty five in the post. Oh, splendid. Oh, right. Okay. Travel oh, Weekly. If only. I know. <laughs> Shut it. Okay. It's Christmas time. It is, yes. So, so the, I'll start singing carols in a minute. Stop it. Oh, blimey. <laughs> we'll save that to the end. 
So the uh, the Civil Aviation Authority, or as you probably heard, the them, CAA. The CAA yes, yes, uh, Charlie have un- Alpha Alpha. Yes, it, it, have uh, they've unveiled a new website? He is. He's going to punch me anyway. I know. <laughs> kicking you under the table. <laughs> <clears throat> So they've launched a new website. Very serious. I've looked at this and it's really cool. It's really good, yeah. The uh, website, caa.co.uk. That's quite a good one. Bit of a ring to it. Now delivers enhanced, more accessible information while the new app-led alerting service provides more targeted information to subscribers. The website is optimised for mobile devices and a lot of the existing content has been rewritten and updated. Other changes include the introduction of blogs to encourage discussion on key aviation topics and news, social media tailored to the web information being viewed, and the new stakeholder alerting system, uh, Skywise, offers uh, targeted alerts on news and information from the organisations directly through the app, email or website. Users can choose how they receive the alerts and select categories they're interested in. Uh, Each alert will be uh, summaries of uh, stories and allow readers to access more detailed information if required. Mm. The system is designed to ensure people only receive the information uh, they have to uh, what is relevant to them. Mm. Uh, By spring 2016, the CAA's existing information and safety notice system will be phased out with Skywise replacing it. As such, the CAA is encouraging existing units to register with the new app to ensure they continue to receive information. Wow. That's quite cool. I'm going to have to register myself for this. I mm. think it's free yeah, to do. register. Yeah. And obviously you can get updates with, with sort of the latest news stories yeah. uh, from uh, from the CAA regarding, well, all aviation matters, really. Fantastic. Yeah, that's all, cool. yeah major thing. So that's caa.co.uk. Definitely worth a look. I look forward to an update on that, Carl. Mm, I'll have to look at that. In, uh, we, we, we'll talk more about that in the new year, I reckon. Yes, yes. yes. Absolutely. Anyway, on to the next story. This is in the Telegraph. This is one of the UK um, broadsheets, I think. Is, uh, they call them broadsheets, don't they? It's a huge It's paper. a big newspaper. Yeah. Yes, not the little ones, anyway. Not the little tabloidy things. Anyway, this is, think economy is bad. Try flying last class. There's a last class? What's last class? Uh, passengers who pay the absolute minimum for their plane ticket can expect to find seats closer together with extra fees for window seats. Blimey, I don't like the sound of that. Bargain hunters will stop at nothing to bag the cheapest fl- possible flight. It is therefore come as no surprise that airlines have introduced a new category, albeit an informal one, for their worst seats, known as last class. Passengers who pay the absolute minimum for their plane ticket can expect to find the seats closer together with extra fees for window seats and for changing flights. Last class seats have been introduced by major airlines to compete with their budget counterparts such as Ryanair and EasyJet. American Airlines recently said it will offer tickets with less frills but as far but at a far, far cheaper price. Meanwhile, Delta Airlines has a basic economy class ticket with no refunds or upgrades. While the term is not official, it is it is quite often used by those in the avian in aviation industry to refer to seats that are at a grade below those in economy class. Can you get lower than economy class? Last seats are likely to be found at the back of the plane where it is noisier or by a toilet. Passengers with these tickets often cannot make changes, get a refund or choose their seats in advance. Last class exists because the airlines are a business fill Derner Jr. from the industry news site uh, New York City Aviation told the Daily Mail. 
The airlines that really need to meet their bottom line in a big way are going to push the limits of what they can get away with. Airlines are doing okay at the moment because of the low cost of oil, but you have 15 years of downturn in the industry which made them look at their costs and find the ways of passing said costs on. Airlines would also uh, appeal to the lowest common denominator, Mr. Derner said, adding that some seats were not much more than a park bench. That's really not true. I mean, it? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean it, this last class, obviously there's no frills. It, it's a completely, mm. uh, this is sort of like, you know, the back end of the aircraft mm. where, like you said, the toilets are and the galleys are and you've got people constantly standing mm. near you waiting to use the yeah. toilet. But, I mean, if you're only on a plane for an hour and a half or two hours and you want a really cheap ticket yeah. and you're not fussed... No. Well, no, know, no, I suppose not. I, again, and um, my nan always had a fantastic phrasing, phrase, and it was always that second-class riding was always far better than first-class walking. <laughs> and I think, actually, to be fair, that's a brilliant phrase, isn't it? Because it's, it's one of those things. It's like we, we all fly Ryanair because it's a very cheap... And they're basically... The, they are literally the buses of the skies, aren't mm. they? And, and let's be honest, the airline, you know, the Ryanair seats are no less comfortable than if you sat on a coach. Um, as much as it pains me to say it, they have the same amount of leg room. Mm. You know, um, so a lot of the coaches don't have toilets on them. <laughs> you know, no, I mean, no. You know, at least you've got all right. You've got, okay, they're overpriced, but at least you can get snacks and beverages. <laughs> I mean, if you're going long haul, obviously you 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 do want to have some kind hey, of. Well, if, uh, one, if one's going long room. haul, obviously then yes. business class is the only way forward, isn't it? I mean, honestly, blag your way into business class. <laughs> yes. I will try in February. Indeed, yes, but I don't have the charm of you, do I? I know. Yeah. You just turn up smart, wearing a tie yeah. and a shirt. Right. It goes okay. miles to to uh, really. Okay. To help well, you I don't, I don't, as I say, I don't know quite well. I mean, I'm going to have to ask Mr. Fraser this question because he do, he's been known to do a reasonable amount of flying. Have you ever managed to blag your way? Onto a onto a business class flight. But, uh, actually, he's commenting about they're, they're commenting about the weather in the chat room at the moment. Um, positively, they are talking here between yeah. themselves. Yeah, they're talking. Yeah, about it's sixteen degrees. It's supposed to be here. In yeah, the UK I think, today, I think when, I, when I last looked, I, I don't know, don't know what it is up north in Scotland. <laughs> Stuart's just said, Matt, if you walk uh, you walk to somewhere you fly, you might take a hell of a lot longer. To be it's fair. actually currently 15 degrees. 15 degrees. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My friends are taking the mickey out of me in the chat room here. This is not nice. It's the last time I invite you lot in, frankly. Uh, <laughs> Matty Fab, Matty yes. Fab in the chat room has put that uh, Ryanair are all fairly new planes, yep. which is, is correct because yeah, yeah, they yeah. are getting That's new planes. Yeah. And he's also put that some of uh, these coaches are like sheds on wheels. <gasps> Not Matt's coach, of course, because Matt's coach is... How very is, dare you, know, you. I'm very offended. <laughs> if, you, if, if, if you ever get a chance to go on Matt's coach, you know, it's, it's like stepping on to, um, you know, the Star, Starship Enterprise. Actually, know, at the moment, it's right. Well, yes, it is, yeah, but it's, it's got <laughs> Bluetooths and fancy DAB radios and all yeah, sorts yeah. of it. But, uh, yes, and also, it rather resembles Santa's Grotto at the moment as well. A bit like our studio here. It, indeed. Today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're slowly giving me a migraine, those lights, you know. <laughs> they keep changing. Here we they go. do. Oh. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, it was it. Fourteen degrees in Wakefield half an hour ago when I was driving home. That's Matty Fab. Thirteen degrees. Fraser says it is currently in Scotland. It's crazy for December. I isn't know. It? We're in December and it's like spring. I know. Mm. I know. I, I think it's safe to say we're not going to have a white Christmas. No. No. no I, I no. think that. I think that's a given. We've got more chance of winning the lottery. <laughs> Anyway, on to our next story on the STV TV or STV news. Scotland. 
And uh, yes, it did is. You, did, you, did you know James was good? Well, this <laughs> yeah. is especially for Jimbo Fraser. This right, one. okay. So the headline uh, is New Search and Rescue Helicopter to be Unveiled at Presswick. Oh, cool. And uh, the story, a new state-of-the-art search and rescue helicopter will be based at Presswick is to be unveiled. I and mean, it was unveiled, actually, this week on Thursday. Oh, cool. uh, the Coast Guard Chikorsky S-92 will be stationed at a new search and rescue helicopter base at Presswick Airport. The S-92s are equipped with the latest search and rescue technology, including night vision and increased uh, onboard medical capabilities. The first two vehicles arrived in Scotland uh, in November this year, and the new helicopters are part of a £1.6 billion civilian contract for search and rescue. The official launch will take place, uh, which did take place, on Thursday, and Samantha Willenbacker, director of the suppliers at Bristow Helicopters, said that the arrival of the S-92 will be uh, a fantastic event for Presswick in its new home, uh, which is an exciting milestone for everyone as we prepare to begin operations in January 2016. The crews all feel privileged to be uh, diverting this public, uh, vital public service and are eager to get started. The training program, which we'll be working through over the next couple of months, is an essential part of preparations. It will involve nighttime missions and some short periods of high activity levels. Uh, we'll make every effort to minimise the disturbance to the local community and thank them in advance for their patience and support for, the, uh, for sticking with this life-saving service. Uh, they also want to thank, as well, HMS Garnet uh, Search and Rescue Flight for their continued work with us to deliver a smooth transition from military to civilian service. Mm, I'm still not sure. Um, we've got a photo here yep, of for you. Yep. said aircraft, yep, the Sikorsky okay, S92. There we go. Uh, based at Presswick. There we go. Yeah, lovely I, I shiny see, new I, aircraft. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure. I don't like. I don't like the idea. Of that, I did turn this sound off. It's sorry, it's really misbehaving. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I do miss the Sea King. I will say. Yes, absolutely. Well, mm. and, and this this is the classic issue, isn't it? it it's uh, I'm not sure that it needed to be moved away from military um, into the civilization. Whether it's cheaper or what, I don't know. But. I don't know. I don't but know. It's gonna, sure. they're going to save lives. That's the main thing. Yes, absolutely. And I dare say, you know, they'll, they'll do as good a job as anyone else. So moving on to our next story, this one I picked uh, especially for uh, one of our listeners in Rome, Jenny, because ah, right. she's flown on this airline, Has so she? she'll know oh about dear. this. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, yes, this is the Aviation Tribune, and the headline is Viewing to debut at Luton with flights to Barcelona and Amsterdam. Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, London Luton becomes the 12th airport served by Viewing in the UK and Ireland. The airline will fly to an additional 12 new destinations from the UK next summer. Fueling is about to land for the first time at London Luton, where the airline will offer direct services to Barcelona and Amsterdam during the 2016 summer season. The double daily Barcelona flights will be launched on March the 17th, with a total of 110,800 seats on sale during the season. Flights to Amsterdam, which will be a daily service during April and a double daily from May onwards, will begin on the March on March the 18th, with more than 145,400 seats offered. Both routes will be operated with the Airbus A320 aircraft. Vueling also operates routes from London Gatwick and London Heathrow. From Gatwick, the airline currently flies to Barcelona, Bilbao, Paris, Charles de Gaulle, Rome and Florence. Uh, from Heathrow, the Spanish carrier operates routes to Barcelona and La Coruna. 
Um, and uh, with London, Luton, Vueling will operate from a total of 12 airports in the UK and Ireland with 25 routes. The others are Heathrow, Gatwick, Manchester, Newcastle, Leeds, Birmingham, Liverpool, Cardiff, Edinburgh, Belfast and Dublin. Vueling will offer a total of 1.854 uh, no, I'm reading that wrong, sorry. It's put full stops in rather than commas. It's 1,854,500 <laughs> seats in the UK and Ireland in summer 2016, a 99% increase on last summer. The airline will also offer customers in the UK an additional 12 destinations, Luton to Barcelona and Amsterdam, Gatwick to Paris, Charles de Gaulle, Edinburgh to Alicante, uh, and then Paris, uh, Orly, and Rome, uh, Manchester to Alicante and Rome, uh, uh, Birmingham to Alicante, Leeds to Barcelona, Liverpool to Barcelona, and Newcastle also to Barcelona. Vueling Strategy Director Fernando Estrella said, uh, Today, Vueling proudly announces two new routes from London Luton Airport, and with these additions, we reinforce Vueling's presence in the British market. Having reached 3 million passengers transported in the UK, it shows that Vueling is succeeding in challenging the concepts of low-cost carriers, offering a superior product and exceptional services with low fares and a wide range of services fit for the holidaymakers and the business travellers. Nick Barton, CEO of London Luton Airport, commented that the arrival of Vueling to London Luton is another major coup for the airport. The new routes to Barcelona and Amsterdam will provide excellent frequency for business travellers whilst creating yet more options for leisure travellers to these major city destinations. Vueling join the airport at an exciting time with development underway. Our aim is to offer the best possible experience for our passengers whilst retaining the speed and convenience of using Luton Airport. Speed is not a word I would normally put with Luton Airport. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, that's just me being special. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, a great story, really. Yeah. So, v- Vueling are, are really sort of romping up their involvement in the UK market. Relatively new airline, Vueling, mm. uh, founded in 2004. Yeah. Uh, they've got a fleet size of uh, 101 aircraft. They fly to 155 destinations, though, so it's quite a few destinations they fly to over Europe. Yeah. Um, their tagline or company slogan is Love the Way You Fly. <laughs> I like it, yeah. And uh, actually, at the moment, they're doing really well. They've got, uh, they're, they're actually making one of the sort of few airlines making money. Um, Gosh. Uh, they've got uh, their fleet um, consists of all Airbus aircraft. Right. Uh, they've got uh, A319s, mm-hmm. A320s, and Airbus A321s. Cool. Uh, and they've got orders for some more 319s and more 320s. So, mm. um, so yeah, and now I'm doing well. I've not, not flown with Vueling, but uh, like no. I said, Jenny Jenny, has, Jenny Parkinson she, yeah. has flown with uh, mm. with Vueling. She, um, she's obviously based in Rome mm. in Italy, so she's flown with those before. When she comes to the UK quite a lot, obviously, to visit yeah, family she does. and that, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Even cool. our part of the world. Sort of dear in me era, wasn't it? Yes, and she sent us uh, some Christmas messages as well. Oh, actually, all fantastic. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yes. As I say, just to remind people, if you haven't done so already, please do make sure mm. you get your Christmas messages yes. in. Please do. Yes, absolutely. Get them into, well, you can either send them in Facebook uh, using the chat messenger uh, on our page, or you can go to podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. But can. more about that later. later. So, next story on the Birmingham. Mail. Birmingham. Birmingham Mail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. You've got to, you've got to make more effort. Birmingham. With the Birmingham. Honestly. Yeah. Look at the chimbleys. Yeah. No. Okay. Right. That's a hate that's mail that. to <laughs> podcast at Matt. 
<laughs> yes, it's, an, yeah. it's another section of our listening force that have also been offended by my terrible impressions. <laughs> but good news for Birmingham. The headline is uh, Airbus A380 to fly from Birmingham Airport for the first time. Oh, cool. So the giant Airbus A380 will be used uh, from Birmingham Airport um, from the, March, Birmingham Airport, the 27th of March next year. Emirates have announced uh, they're going to fly their aircraft, the A380, the world's largest passenger aircraft, will operate from Birmingham for the first time. Um, after they've uh, unveiled, Emirates have unveiled their upgrading their service to Dubai. The Airbus A380 will be used from Birmingham uh, from the 27th of March next year. And the plane is going to seat 557 passengers in economy and 58 in business class. And uh, they're going to fly direct to Dubai from Birmingham. Uh, the service will replace the current 777 uh, that uh, Emirates use on the lunchtime service from uh, Birmingham to Dubai. The upgrade will increase capacity from uh, the region by 15% and means Emirates will now offer 77 A380 flights into the UK each week, more than any other country on the Emirates network. Uh, Laurie Berryman, Emirates Vice President of the UK, said the A380 is hugely popular among our passengers and it uh, provides a unique level of service uh, that has become synonymous with the Emirates brand, he says. We're very excited by, uh, to be the first airline to introduce the iconic A380 into the region and look forward to more customers enjoying the experience of flying on the world's largest passenger aircraft. The launch of the new service combined with the ongoing investment into the region represents a huge significant uh, that, uh, that they place in Birmingham and its role as a gateway to Dubai and across the globe. As we move into 2016, we look forward to another 15 successful years in the Midlands. That's good news. I mean, that's a huge amount of extra capacity from Birmingham, definitely mm. with the 380, and also for um, for the aircraft uh, yeah. aviation spotters, um, <laughs> which I'm sure there are many at Birmingham. Uh, will be uh, a great thing to see the a the A380 fly in there, right? Um, in the afternoons. In the afternoons. In the afternoons. Well, that's lovely. A quick few facts. Ten oh, facts. Oh, here we go. Oh, are we going to do it properly? Oh, we'll do. We'll do ten. Fa- we'll do. This is a kind of uh, a not off the cuff <laughs> top ten. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, so in at number ten. So ten facts about the A three eighty. Number ten. More than three thousand six hundred liters of paint are needed to coat the Goodness aircraft. Goodness me, that's an awful lot, is it? Uh, mm. Number nine. At number nine, there's enough space to carry three thousand suitcases and five hundred and twenty-five passengers. Yeah, I definitely can't get that many in my coach. No, no. definitely not. At number eight, it comprises of four million individual components uh, produced by one thousand five hundred companies <laughs> in thirty different countries wow. worldwide. Number seven. A, the giant plane flies at 43,000 feet with a maximum speed of 640 miles an hour. Number six. 21 flight attendants uh, work in an A380, uh, working in five separate galleys. Wow. Five gold rings. Yes. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Festive. Yes. <laughs> uh, five. The A380 holds 81,900 gallons of fuel, but is relatively efficient. And number four, it, the wings and engines of the A380 are made in England. Well, yes, I didn't know that. they are. Really? Yes, very much so. Blimey. Number three, if all of the wiring in the A380 is laid end-to-end, it will stretch from Birmingham to Paris, 320 miles. That's a terrifying statistic, wow. isn't it? 
<laughs> I didn't know that. Number two, uh, the A380 is nearly 80 foot high, 260 foot wide, and 240 foot long. The equivalent of two blue whales in length and weighs around 500. So your coach is what, 40 feet long? Uh, uh, yes, 12 and a half meters. Yeah, so yeah, about that. Yeah, 12, 12, yeah, 12 meters. So that's 200 feet longer than your coach. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And finally, at number one. Contrary to common knowledge, the A380 isn't the largest plane in the world. Is it not? The Russian-made Antonov ah, AN-225 yes, we, we is larger, yeah. but is only used for cargo. Ah, why? I can't believe somebody okay. hasn't put seats in it. I know. Well, there is uh, seats in it, technically, yeah. but... Yeah, back, back to the uh, back to I, I'm doing very well for my friends watching today. I know, uh, uh, but uh, anyway, hello to Lee Gunton. He's watching at the moment as well. Hang oh, is Lee? Is Lee yeah. watching? Oh, yeah. Do you, you might remember Lee. Well, you know his dad probably, Chris Gunton. He works at Clay's. No, no? okay. You, you really have no interest know, in your I work colleagues. No, do you? I don't. Well, no interest in my work. <laughs> no fair point. No. Yes, it's all about the planes, isn't it? So show them the really... uh, studio. Uh, show yeah. them a really again. <laughs> this is what this here is our last minute. Let's let's make the studio slightly. <laughs> festive as i say uh, i have as i say i keep saying i'm going to have a migraine before the end of the day is out but uh, oh no, there we go no, there we are there we go that's the migraine i was talking about but no lee lee's recently become a dad oh really oh, congratulations I know. I know, absolutely. well done yeah, yeah yeah so so that's uh he's he he, he was never big on sleep anyway you know because he he had a quite a quite high powered job that meant he never got to sleep much anyway so, so it's all part of the fun Oh dear. Anyway, um, right. Is uh, this is the final story? Yes, it is uh, in the commercial section, and the headline. Uh, this is uh, sorry. This is flightglobal.com, and the headline is Delta orders twenty seven three seven dash nine hundred ERs Ooh. and uh, buys used E E one nineties. What's an E one ninety? The Embry Embryers. The Embryers. You need your top ten Trump. I know. No, it's in my laptop bag, but I didn't bring my laptop bag with me. No, for reasons I won't go into. But Delta Airlines has reached a new agreement to purchase twenty used Embraer 190s from Boeing Capital and order 20 new Boeing 737-900 ERs from the Airframer. Uh, the Atlanta-based carrier will begin flying the e E-190s in early 2017 and is extending its 737-900 ER delivery schedule by year into 2019 with the order today. It says the aircraft order is another example of Delta's unique fleet strategy to deploy a mix of new and used aircraft, maintain low capital costs and leverage significant capacity flexibility to produce um, superior returns for our shareholders, says Greg May, Senior Vice President of Supply Chain Management at Delta in a statement. The deal follows a purchase agreement for 4737-900ERs and the 20 E190s that the airline cancelled in July following the rejection of a new labour agreement by its pilots. Delta cites more compelling economics for the deal being announced today. The agreement does not come in come as much of a surprise. The E-190 may, may make an appearance again, says Ed Law, Managing Director of Fleet Planning at Delta, hinting that a new agreement was in the works at the Ascend West Coast Finance Forum in November. Delta takes delivery of the E-190s from 2016 in order to outfit the interior, train staff and prepare for entry into service of the new type into its fleet. A spokesman said the E-190s were previously flown by Air Canada. Hmm. The A the seven three seven nine hundred that you're talking mm. about, Matt. Yeah. A uh, bit of bit of uh, interesting info on the seven three seven dash nine hundred. It was pre. Well, it was originally called the nine hundred X when it was first um, 
brought in or first launched, um, and they decided to call it the ER Extended Range. Um, it was actually made the Dash 900 series, for those of you geeks out there, the Dash 900 series was, was made or designed by Boeing to be the replacement, the direct replacement for the 757-200. Dash um, It was uh, also made to compete with the A321 from Airbus. Uh, comes in a two-class configuration with 220 passengers mm. um, as well in a single-class like that one. And uh, it was first actually rolled out. It was the, the Dash 900 was first rolled out of the Renton Washington factory on August the 8th, 2006. So wow. it's a relatively old mm. a version, um, but uh, it's still a you know a, new, a lot a very new aircraft. Mm. They're still Boeing is still making the, the Dash 900s as well. Wow. The launch customer being Lion Air Ooh. for those for the 900s. Wow. Wow. Back to the chat room there. As I say, Lee's just sent me a, a, an up to date picture. I can't put it up on the thing unfortunately because it's made yeah. on the wrong laptop. But uh, the whole Gunton family are watching. Honestly. Really? Yeah, I know. Oh blimey! I know. Even even the the new Mrs. Well, not the new Mrs. Gunton, but uh, <laughs> I went to their wedding as well. It's been a busy few years for weddings. It has been. For me, it has been this well, year. Yeah, I mean, I've done more wedding discos this well, year, yeah. I think, than I ever have ever. Absolutely. But right, uh, so that I'm is where we're going to bring the uh, commercial news sec- uh, segment to a close. Mm. Uh, we're going to come back to you after a little short break. We're yep. going to have a quick cup of tea. Yes. Because my mouth is like a desert. Indeed. And, and we've got no pip, so we we've can't do no it during pip. the break. So we no. are going to have an actual brief break, which is not what we'd normally do. But, yeah, uh, but for those for those of you listening in the uh, chat room... Yeah, uh, do please stay with us. Yes. Please stay with us, yeah. We've got the competition results coming up. Coming up very soon. Uh, very soon after the uh, the military segment. So uh, for those of you who, who have entered into the competition yeah. for this year, uh, which the details have been on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. so... We're gonna we're gonna close the uh, applications for that uh, at the end of the military segment. So if you're yes. listening to the show and you at the moment in, and yes. you haven't entered our there is Christmas still time. competition, there is, there still, is time. still time. Yes. If you go to our Facebook page and uh, just scroll down off our main page, yep. you'll see the questions. Send them in to our email ad- address podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Correct. And um, you've like learned everything. I'm I very know. Impressed. I'm very good. <laughs> and in in the festive Christmas yes. bowl here. The festive, uh, what does that say? Let's, let's bake. bake. That's, that's not very here, festive. In here are, are said names. <laughs> yes, the ones that we've got so far. But if so we get far, any more, we shall write them, out, we shall write them into it and put them into the For the competition. Mix. So, yes. yeah, with two prizes, don't forget. Indeed, yes. So two we're going to put the kettle on. We are. And we're going to come back to you uh, after this. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal? Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pays us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on Twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Aviation Media has
has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines. Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on, aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there oh. we <laughs> And we're back. And we're back then. So we are back from our break, coffee, tea break, coffee yes, break. Good news, everyone. Yes. Hang Matt on. has coffee. I have which coffee. Is good. This, is, this is good news. It makes me less grumpy, which uh, anyone who actually knows me knows is look at me. Look at me with my farm for a mug. Look. Yeah, I know. Look at that. I know, 2012. We're going to have to update this. I know, we are. We are off to Farnborough this year, aren't we? We are so, off to yeah, Farnborough, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We yeah. are fully booked up. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> yeah, cheers. So we have got some military news to bring you and then the competition. Indeed, yes. The answers will be given out. I know, I know, I know. So don't forget, if you're listening in the chat room now, get your answers in if you haven't already done. Yes, you have four um, stories in which to get them in. To get them in, yeah. So uh, get, you get uh, your fingers tapping if you mm. want to be entered into the competition. Indeed. So we're going to start off then with the military news. So yes. if everyone is ready. Yes, we certainly are. Let's go. Let's go. Sorry, discussing coffee there. Are we? Yeah. So our first story... I couldn't hear you. I have my headphones in. I couldn't hear a thing. Couldn't hear a thing. (laughs) First story then for the military segment this week on Flight Global and the headline, France orders eight Airbus A330 MRTTs, or Mm. multi-role tanker transports. Uh, These are, well, replacements that the RAF uh, got in to replace the TriStar. Ah. And obviously other uh, forces are now starting to get lots of these in their own uh, inventory. So France have ordered eight Airbus uh, Defence and Space A330 multi-role tanker transports uh, from an eventual requirement for 12 of the type, worth a total of 3 billion euros, uh, or $3.3 billion. Uh, Paris uh, had already committed to one example in June, uh, with the remainder to be signed for by 2018. The initial aircraft is expected to be delivered to the French Air Force in 2018 with a further handovers of uh, one or two per year until 2025. The uh, Rolls-Royce Trent 700-powered uh, aircraft will carry both an Airbus refueling bu- boom system and underwing hose and drogue refueling pods. Uh, they can also be reconfigured to carry 271 passengers as a transport aircraft. Additionally, the uh, a medical evacuation role, the aircraft can be equipped with a Morphe intensive care unit module, which, which can carry uh, 10 patients and 88 passengers. Airbus says seven nations have ordered the type, Australia, France, Saudi Arabia, Singapore, South Korea, 
uh, the United Arab Emirates and obviously the UK, with 49 ordered and 26 of these delivered. In April, President Francois Hollande announced that the nation's uh, defence budget would be increased uh, by $3.8 billion between 2016 and 2020 to counter the threat from ex uh, Islamic uh, extremism. Uh, the French Air Force has since uh, September been conducting offensive operations in Syria against Islamic State, extending the remit of its operational channel, uh, which seeks to counter the rise of terrorism organisations. Uh, that operation, alongside commitments in Africa, has increased demand on the uh, French's aircraft fleet. Paris has been the target of multiple terrorist attacks and in 2015, with the most recent taking place on the 13th of November. So obviously the French need these, um, these tanker transport, Matt, to obviously mm. refuel their, um, their fighter jets and stuff yeah. in flight. Uh, obviously it's, a, it's been a proven platform now. It's relatively new, the A330 mm. MRTT. Um, but obviously, you know, as we can see here, it's been it's been ordered by, you know, a lot of the the biggest nations mm. in the world, as such. But you know, Australia, France, Saudi Arabia, Singapore, South Korea, you know, and obviously the UK. You know, these are a proven aircraft. And this is the three hundred and thirty, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it's based on the Airbus A three hundred and thirty. So you yeah. know, take the tank the uh, or take the tank out and the refueling boom and stuff, and put some windows in the side. And this is essentially a passenger what, aircraft. What you used to, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, brilliant, good, good news that uh, obviously Airbus are getting orders for this aircraft. Mm. Um, it's obviously a, you know, a, a proven, well-proven and, and popular uh, uh, tanker transport yeah. for sure. So next well, story. Yes, indeed. Yes, next story. This is again on Flight Global. And the headline is that the Netherlands retires the last Alouette 3 helicopters um, after a service life-spanning 51 years. That's an amazing number, isn't it? Uh, and more than 450,000 flight hours, the Royal Netherlands Air Force will retire its last four. Uh, Aereo Spatial, is, it, is that right? Yes, that's yeah. right. Oh, very well, well done, me. Um, uh, SA-316 Alouette 3 helicopters for, uh, from use on the 1st of January 2016. So literally only a couple of weeks and they, they literally retire. An official transfer from the Air Force's 300 Squadron to the Defence Materiel Organisation, the DMO, took place at uh, Gills uh, Region Air Base in, on the 15th of December. The DMO will be responsible for the sale of the surplus rotorcraft, all of which are close to their 10,000th hour uh, service mark and would require a scheduled overhaul to maintain in use. The cost of conducting this work was no longer deemed economical by the nation's defence ministry. The Netherlands received its first of 77 Alouette 3s in 1964 and employed the type in roles such as reconnaissance, liaison and medical evacuation, including during international missions in Cambodia and the former Yugoslavia. Between 1973 and 1995, four of the type were also employed by the Air Force's demonstration team, the Grasshoppers. From the 1990s, the Royal Netherlands Air Force expanded its capability by fielding Boeing CH-47D Chinook and Eurocopter AS-532 Cougar transports and Boeing AH-64 Apache attack helicopters, but retained nine of the Alouettes for uh, a variety of duties. One of the fleet's highest profile tasks was to provide VAP transport uh, for the Dutch royal family. Yeah, it's a sh it's always very sad when um, when helicopters are retired, though, isn't it? Really, I'm just sorry, just reading a chat. Oh, is Thanks it? for that, Matty Fab. Yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> just should be um, 
revising for my ground exams. I know, I know. Oh, have you? Um, no, the, going back to the story, the mm. uh, the Aerospatiale Alouette. I was interesting to see what this helicopter was. Mm. I just done a little bit of um, research, quick yeah. research on. Uh, it's a it's quite an old looking helicopter. I mean, you know, this this first flew in February nineteen fifty nine. Mm. It's wow. old. Yeah. Uh, introduced into service in nineteen sixty, mm. and there's been over two thousand of these helicopters produced, and they're classed as a light utility helicopter. Right. So they're not huge. But no. uh, obviously, you know, they must be very, very uh, versatile, you know, to last this, this amount of time. Well, yeah, and uh, so sometimes, you know, if it's not broken, why, why fix it? Exactly. You know? But I, I guess now it's reached a point where it's actually not economical to maintain yeah. anymore. Then that, that, that makes sense, I suppose. But, uh, you know, you, that, that they've more than earned their, their keep, I think. Yeah, <laughs> to definitely. Be in service definitely. For that long. It's great if, if if you ever get a chance, guys. Look at uh, the Aerospatiale Alouette Three. Mm. Uh, it's a quite uh, a quite an interesting sort of old school looking, okay. looking helicopter yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So uh, the next story on Flight Global and um, the what's well, the last story actually on Flight Global and the F twenty two Typhoon Raphael tested in new joint combat exercise. And we've got some pictures to show in just a bit of this because okay. really awesome picture. Uh, the increasingly cluttered war zone in Syria and the recent shootdown of a Russian Su-24 fighter bomber by Turkey underscore the need for a deeper in interoperability, uh, deconfliction and coordination between coalition fighters, according to U.S. Air Force's top general. The USA, UK and France have assembled their premier fighters at Langley Air Force Base uh, for the fourth and fifth generation jets. The USAF uh, F-22s have been flying alongside RAF Typhoons and French Air Force's Rafales against F-15E Strike Eagles in a two-week deployment that began last week. The same kind of deconfliction and communication process that's being used here is in place in the Middle East, explained USA Chief, uh, USAF Chief of Staff General Mark Welsh at a press conference at the base this week. He said our forces are there to do a lot of work and try and stay in communication so there is less chance for miscommunication or confusion that leads to mistakes or bad decisions. The inaugural trilateral exercise has been designed to test fighter pilots in realistic full-spectrum combat scenarios against advanced air and ground threats with support for combat helicopters and airborne warning and control aircraft. With relatively, uh, uh, relative air superiority in the most recent coalition campaigns in Iraq, Afghanistan and now Syria against the Islamic State terrorist group, air-to-air -air engagements remain a real possibility. Uh, that risk was brought to the fore last month when a Turkish F-16 using a Raytheon AIM-9X Sidewinder destroyed a Russian Su-24 for allegedly straying into Turkish airspace. It's a dangerous business, uh, and don't cross someone's border without permission, Welsh says, of the deadly incident. Any time there are a number of forces operating in close proximity, there is the potential for errors and mistakes and bad things that happen. It's an ugly environment at any time, and you're actually conduct you, uh, conducting uh, combat operations, so people must coordinate and cooperate and do it properly. Um, if we go back up here, mm. we'll, we'll put your quick photo here. Yeah, do. Of, uh, that one. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Okay. So we can here see here the uh, Royal Air Force Typhoons, the Raphaels, and the F-22 there in kind of in a formation. 
Uh, it's quite a, that's a really nice picture that one. It actually. is, isn't it? Um, I love I love it against the sky as well. You've yeah. got the sort of cloud base because they're above the cloud base there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So we've yeah. got uh, obviously for those of you in the chat room will know this anyway. Mm -hmm. But you've got uh, at the top of the picture there, you've got obviously the uh, the typhoon. Yes. And then just below, in the middle of the picture there, you've got the F twenty two, and then below that. Uh, the Raphael there at the bottom of the picture Excellent. which uh, looks awesome so I love that that's really mm, cool it is a lovely picture isn't it and if we've got another one there oh, and there's okay. another yeah. for quick photo there so what's the, so what are these oh blimey now you're, now you're <laughs> stretching you've got the yeah, F-22 okay. yeah. the Raphael and the Eurofighter and the one in the foreground I, yeah. I'm not sure what it is those of you in the chat room who are watching yes, the yes. live Please push us out show, yes. the aircraft, the black-coloured US Air Force pick, uh, aircraft in the bottom there, um, someone will know what that is in the chat room. Apparently I look mesmerised. You look mesmerised. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the lights, uh, I should just stress, because they keep strobing. Uh, Do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what, the uh, Christmas I, lights? I keep getting slightly, um, I keep getting slightly distracted by the lights just going in the... He's all a bit muddy. He's just like, there they are, and they're flashing Ooh. away. And it's all, yes, anyway, yes, not that anyone other than me can. So uh, it is, it, that's it. No more entries for the Christmas competition. I'm just going to check the email yes, box. Just quickly to, check we'll the check email box. We're going to do that now. Look to see Indeed. if we have any. The joys of live television, everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I look, so it's we just can see him tapping away on this. This proves that we're not, we're not missing anyone out here. No, no, no. We're checking the, the, the update live. I haven't had one on my phone, so I think we're, no, we're, good. I think we're good to go. So, so the competition then. Yes, indeed. To win the... I'll show we, you. We should, we should have put mind. a drum roll in, shouldn't we? we should really? have yes. There yes. we go. Okay, hang on. Uh, let, me, let me put it on your camera. There we go. You camera. can see the white. So that's the top prize. That's the top prize. So we're going to draw out that prize first, oh, which oh, is the Flying Wild Alaska. That's series that's on one and three. Yeah, series one to three. That was on the Discovery Channel. Um, and uh, yes, that would be a good one. Nine DVDs in that. So there's a lot that's of viewing pleasure in that one. So the and second I th prize. For me, personally, this is the best prize. I would give anything to get this. I don't know how you even got your hands on this. Uh, but this is the this Royal is Air Force Red, Red Arrows, Arrows and pen. And in here, in the case... In, in its actual case, look. Oh, look there at we that. go. There is the... In a lovely little... Lovely that velvety is nice, colour there. Yeah. There is the pen. That's um, great, isn't it? I love that. No, I love in it. In the display case Excellent. there. Mind so your fingers. Yeah. There's the prizes. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, okay then. Shall we do this then? So the prize is then there, and I'll tell you what we'll whiz, we'll through. So the, 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 let's do the. I'll, I'll read out the question. You tell everyone what the answer is because I don't know. So, so the, the question. Question one was: What film features a Lockheed L ten eleven TriStar under the airplane name American Pride? And the answer to that. So the film. Yes. Was the Langoliers? The, the, the what now? The Langoliers. I need yeah, okay. right. to be lost with that one. Indeed, okay. So the Langoliers, now, for those of you who uh, are on YouTube, you can uh, watch this later on, obviously. Yes. Um, the Langoliers, um, it's a, to, it was, I don't know, it was. it's one of those films you watch on a Saturday afternoon uh, when you've not got a lot to do and right, okay. there's nothing on telly. <laughs> and, and as I've said to Matt before, the CGI in the film was... I think it was produced by a Spectrum Plus 2. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the makers yes. of Minecraft okay. um, done the CGI for this film. Mm. Right. So that's the so Langoliers. I'm being distracted by the chat, chat room again because uh, this picture, the, the picture of the plane in the foreground that we were all mentioning, we've got, we've got two um, conflicting, conflicting people. people. Oh, oh, dear. 
Somebody sort it out. Anyway, question two, uh, and that was on the 10th of June, 1965. That's on the 10th of June, 1965. The first commercial passenger-carrying airliner made a landing using Autoland. But what was the aircraft? So the aircraft in uh, question was the uh, BEA, or British European Airways, Trident. It was the Trident. Uh, this aircraft, uh, well, um, it was, I'm just thinking here, it, it, was, it was kind of one of those aircraft that was, it was pioneering in, in some ways. It, mm. had, it had obviously the Autoland yes. um, uh, system on board. And also it was uh, a, quite a popular aircraft with British Airlines. Right. Uh, made by Hawker Sidley, uh, the Trident, and it first flew in 1962. Right. And this particular aircraft, as we said, uh, was the first to make the first landing carrying passengers using Autoland. So, um, yeah. Clever stuff. There we go, the BEA Trident. And finally, the last question, question number three, was in the Flying Wild Alaska series, what is Jim Tweeto's beloved aircraft of choice? So, for that one, the beloved aircraft of choice, for those of you who will get to watch, or whoever wins, get to watch the series, but you probably have Googled it, uh, is a 1969 Cessna 180. A Cessna? Who'd have thought that? Yeah, Cessna 180. So now, what's the 180? So what's the one that you normally fly? Is a 150. Is a 150. And And the the bigger one is a 172. Right, so the the, the four-seater one that you sometimes fly, that's a 172. This is is a a kind of similar vintage to what I fly, because it's a whole aircraft. (laughs) Um, But this one, he had, had, uh, Jim Tweeter had um, the tyres changed into what they call Mm. Tundra tyres. Because in the uh, series, he lands on um, dry riverbeds, or wet ones as well, and yeah. on snow. <laughs> and the, the tyres he has, Matt, are, yeah. are almost like your coach tyres, big, fat, um, very, very overinflated tyres to obviously take the... Overinflated? Well, yeah, well not your coach tyres, obviously. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, tyres that uh, are very sort of... Uh, to cushion Right, the, to cushion uh, the landing, landing uh, yes, a gentle, yes. gentler landing, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> so there we have the answers. We do. So for yeah. those of you in the chat room who are, who are in there listening to the show, ready. So what to, we need uh, is a, we we need we should have, we should have planned this better. We should we should have a drum roll, really, shouldn't we? So I I will try and do a <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, what we'll so, do we'll go to the wide shot. Yeah. We'll go to the wide shot so you can see this. So you can see if you're watching see on YouTube bowl, live. Yeah. And you can see the in here. You can see probably yeah. in there. Just hold it up to your camera. That would be easier, I think. There we go. So you can see there they are. Those are the correct answers all in there. So we've had a few. We've had a few. We've had, we've had a, a few. few. How many did we get? Many wrong ones. There was, um, I think there was one wrong one. <gasps> yeah, there was one wrong one. Oh, was that outrageous? Yeah. Okay. But we have, so, got, we have got the winning answers in here. Excellent. Just giving them a bit of a shuffle. Indeed. A bit of yes. a kerfuffle shuffle. Okay, indeed. So we're going to draw first for the Red Arrows pen, I think. Okay. And Matt All can right. pull that okay. one out of the uh, All right. pot. So it's giving them a bit of a shake. Okay, here we go then. So here we are in front of the camera for all you. Matt will die. Here we go. There we go. So just hand in the bowl. There we go. Right, so, so I've got the this. winner of the Red Arrows pen okay, in the display so, box Yeah, a little is... drum roll, please. <laughs> so having won the uh, Red Red Arrows, Arrows pen, uh, Paul Tricker, you are the winner of Paul that. Paul Tricker, won. if you, you are in the won. chat room. There we you go. Have won. Matt will hold it up to the screen. There we go. You can see that there, he says. Paul Tricker. 
There we go. There we go. Just to prove we're not cheating. Paul Tricker, you have won. The Paul Tricker, you have won the Red Arrows pen. pen. So Fantastic. congratulations. If you could send us the particular addressment of where yes, you wish absolutely. this pen to yes. be send sent. Send that to us in an email, please. In an not email. on social yeah. media. Yeah. Send it to podcast at plaintalkinguk.com and we can send that off to you, uh, hopefully, in time for the Christmas post. So Right, so finally, you'll hold this and I'll pick... I'll pick the... Yeah, I'll do the... I'll do the picking. So, so the, uh, the winner of the top prize of the Flying Wild Alaska there we go. Uh, box set. I've got to put stretch over my microphone here. Oh, hang on. It'll let come me, this way a bit. Hang on, here let we go. go to the one. Here we go. Wide shot. Here we go. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, right, here we go. I'm putting my hand in the bowl. I'm giving go. it a good rummage. Well, look at all these there lovely winners. Go. Look. Oh, right. Stop so, it. the winner is... Here okay. we go. Right, I have a winner here. There we go. And the winner is... Oh, here we go. The winner of the Flying Alaska box set. All the way from the Netherlands. Is Masha Gertz. Well done, Masha. You have won the Flying Wild Alaska box set. Well done, Masha. If you're still in the chat room there, um, if you just send us the uh, particular address of where you want this to be sent. Again, please don't do it via the chat room or anything like that, obviously, because that is public. Please send your personal details to the website, uh, to the email address, sorry, and that is podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Dot com. So congratulations to our two winners. We yep. shall get those out Paul to you. Uh, well, hopefully by this afternoon. Um, we'll get those uh, on their way to you. As soon as we get the addresses, we'll post them off. So congratulations now to Now I'm just looking through Paul to see if Masha was in the chat room. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, there, oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, there, there we, we go. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, so you've won the box you've set, won the Masha. box set, Masha. Well and done. And then, Paul, you've won the, the, the Red Arrows pen. So congratulations to our yes, two well winners. Yes, well done. Well done. Absolutely. So I, just, I want to ask, I, I have a little question I want to ask you now first before we, before we finished. Um, have you been doing much flying lately? I had a flight a couple of weeks ago uh, yeah. with my new instructor. Um, but ah, since yes, then of course, I, with... Um, with Stuart, how did that go? Yeah, that was really good. That was very good, very good flight. Nice to have yeah. a different instructor. But I've got to, um, I'm gonna um, hopefully in the new year, I'm gonna do my uh, radio exam to right. do with do with how to talk properly. Yeah, <laughs> right. Kind of, okay. Kind of do now, but you have to do it as part and parcel. Of the yeah, thing. yeah. And then in the new year, fingers crossed, I will be doing the um, NAV exam, mm. and then it's onwards and upwards from there. So Fantastic. Uh, Adrian was actually early, right at the very start before we, we, we began. He was actually asking, have you got a target date in mind for completing your PPL? Hopefully by the end of next year. Right, okay. <laughs> that would be good. Is, and is, is that the deadline year. you've set yourself or the one that the, the wife has set where, when no more money is It's kind of the one I've set myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I hope, hope to get it done by next well, year. Well, Adrian was saying he's also, he's 35 hours in, but uh, the weather has beaten him a bit this year. So I think March, February, March for, for me. So, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. You, you have struggled with, you've had several flights, haven't you, cancelled? Cancelled because of the weather. Because it being yeah. so windy. Yeah. yeah, windy or the the cloud level's been kind yeah. of sort of 500 feet, which is yeah. not good. No, well, uh, not, not ideal me. when you're learning, so. Uh, just a quick mention to Matty Fab in the chat room, um, you know, obviously, because Matt, Matty Fab passed his, uh, his PPL. Did and he? I hope you're doing, you're uh, continuing your uh, training well for that, Matty. I know you're, <laughs> um, you're studying for, for various other bits and pieces all leading up to the, to the big one. 
Um, but no, all, all the best with that, Matt. You, he's going to come down and see us hopefully in the new year. I oh, can't wait. Um, uh, at, uh, at Ella, he's going to come flying to my uh, fly, my flying school and see Excellent. us there. Spend we'll class. have him in the That'd studio then. We'll, yeah, we'll come we'll, over here. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to combine you with. Uh, you'll have to come in the studio, Matt. Yeah, we'll, um, absolutely. We'll, uh, come and watch all the chaos. Come and watch the chaos. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. So make sure it's a, a sort of early Saturday morning that you land, and we'll uh, we'll we'll pick you up, and you can come over to the studio and. And chip in live. Yeah. We do love a live guest. We do we have, love a live we guest. We haven't had a live guest in the, in the studio for ages, actually. We've had loads of um, sort of down, down the phone line uh, job, but uh, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, so Matty's uh, studying his, um, what's that, the ATPLS. What does that mean? Come uh, on. Oh, blimey. It's, Translate. It's um, <laughs> transport. Uh, tra- uh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Transport. I forget. Matt, Matt, you'd have to remind me. No, okay. I'm doing fine. two things at once. Yeah, right. I'm trying to look in the, in the chat room. <laughs> Oh dear. Anyway, uh, that is, uh, I'm afraid, where we bring episode 91 to a close. It is also where we say goodbye for 2015. That is where we say goodbye for 2015. This is our last show, Mm, live show, last live show, 2015. But don't forget, during the Christmas period, um, Matt is going to put out the two Christmas shows that will be going out over Christmas. And both of those shows will have the interviews that I or the massive interviews I know mm. at the Aviation Museum yep. Mall, which are really great. You've got to listen to those because they are fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and also all the Christmas messages yep. that you guys have sent in to us at the show, we're going to play those on yep. that uh, those two shows. Matt's going to split so, them up between those yeah, two. Yeah, if you haven't uh, if you haven't sent in your your uh, audio feedback. Uh, then please do so ASAP. Um, I'm going to try and put them out probably sort of a, a, they'll go live sort of later on, but I'm going to edit them down probably sort of Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. So if you're listening to this on the Sunday when it when it goes out as a podcast, uh, you've got a couple of days. Uh, you can ping the message to us in Facebook. You can record a little message in the Facebook chat. That'll be perfectly adequate for me to be able to lift and put it out live um so yeah please do uh, we want as many messages wishing uh, everyone everyone who listens to the show a very very merry christmas and on that note we have had a fantastic year we as have, far as the yeah. podcast has been concerned our numbers certainly in the last sort of seven or eight months since we started doing live shows have frankly gone through the roof i mean we're, we're something silly like 2000 and something or other now regularly listening to the show mm. it's it's absolutely crazy which is which is awesome it's, it's yeah, wonderful it's and, it, and it makes all the hard work that we do at this end um you know really worthwhile because let's be honest if you guys weren't listening to it and being so generous with your time and chipping in then it wouldn't be the great show that we enjoy making every single week and i must say the adding of the live shows has made such a difference to to both of us really with the way that um that the show has developed so uh, that really has to go down to everyone who joins us each week in the chat for room. sure absolutely yeah. we, we can't thank you enough uh, for being so generous with your time and chipping in because it, it does really bring an excellent uh, element to the show which for mm. which we're eternally grateful so uh, long may that continue in 2016 and uh, I'd like to say a massive, massive thank you. And uh, I really do appreciate everything that uh, Matt has done for the show this <laughs> oh, year no. since he's joined us and that. And, uh, you know, bringing Matt on was, was you know, it was, it was an absolutely fantastic idea that I had. <laughs> and uh, he, I, I, he only had desperation, I, I he, should stress. <laughs> he, you know, Matt has, you know, the feedback we've had uh, about, you know, the, the, the sort of how we are. In the show, yeah, and that is really good. good. It really, it really does cheer me. And this, this is a hobby. Yeah, you know, this is, is a hobby yeah. at the end of the day that me and Matt yeah. that, that we have. 
um, which I started and uh, you know it's grown and and mm. you know it's it's brilliant. I really do enjoy it. We've got lots of ideas for 2016. Um, we have got uh, you probably heard the, the the little messages that we put out. We have now got a Patreon account. Uh, details for that will be released this week, um, and uh, we've got the Amazon links and also we've got PayPal links. Uh, if you are feeling generous over the festive period, <laughs> um, we would really appreciate it because, as I say, we do fund it between ourselves and anybody who's done anything like this knows it's not the cheapest thing to do in the world and we've got lots of ideas that we'd like to do um, but you know obviously money is a a small issue when it comes to doing that so if anybody's able to uh, you know sort of please feel free to uh, chip in I know it's Christmas and it's probably the last time we should be asking for help really but uh, (laughs) But we will be back in the the new year don't panic absolutely we will definitely be back in the new year and also for those of you uh, who are hoping to get to Farnborough next year in July don't forget you know get your tickets booked you can book your tickets up for Farnborough now yeah. Um, accommodation wise, it's going to be tight if you're mm-hmm. wanting to stay around yeah. Farnborough yeah. because your accommodation still was booked. Camping up. wise, is camping still a good wise is still good. Um, yeah. But don't forget as well for those of you who who may be staying or be, maybe close to Farnborough, there are some really really good park and ride services that do operate uh, yes. from from uh, four or five different train stations in and oh, around cool. Farnborough yeah. with buses that are free, which will take you straight into straight and into. out of the air show. And more with ease. in most, like I say, in most cases you actually yes. end up jumping all the queues in a separate line yeah, yeah they have their own separate yeah, lines yeah. so yeah to get, get the buses in and out quickly and, and again, um, yeah and we'll be we'll be there meeting up with the air uh, airline pilot guy crew yeah uh, miami rick yeah. dr steph and also captain jeff yeah and we'll be meeting up with those guys at the show it's next year great, yes along with uh, some other uh, sort of faces from the podcast community yeah, as absolutely. well and i dare say the legend that is pip will be joining us for that one oh I yeah, do yeah. Hope, pip's yeah. gonna pip's gonna be uh, in fact actually pip i hope you're listening uh, your contribution this year as always has been absolutely exceptional and it really is a pleasure yes. to have you well on, done, on the team um, and it, uh, br- brilliant segments as always and from all of us here um, we certainly hope that you and your family have a well deserved and excellent Christmas yes yeah, absolutely so and that's it and a, and a quick hello as well before we go to yes. a, a new listener in the in the chat yeah. room Stuart Hunt yes he's enjoyed listening to the first show yeah and Fraser and Fraser as well James yeah Fraser he, new ones new, in the chat new one. yeah, Lee, well Lee Gunton he's been listening as well uh, Matty Fab Ray Davis I'm going to work I'm, I'm going to work my way through the chat room you work your way through today, the chat yeah, room so, uh, where are Ray competition Davis. winners yeah absolutely we've got Masha Masha Gertz um, and we've got as I say Ray Davis Oh, he says, I, now I see why, why it takes so long for you to get. I've always been very sniffy, sniffy about this bit. Uh, <laughs> loads of people in the chat room. Um, oh, and Adrian, of course, we mustn't forget Adrian as well. If I have missed your name out, I'm very sorry. Uh, but we are rapidly running out of time. So that is where we bring 2015, as far as we're concerned, of the live Of the episodes. live shows. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we've got two to go out over Christmas, which uh, we're going to put together for you. Keep yeah. those messages coming in. Yeah, keep them coming in. Yeah, yeah. but we're still here. The... the our, our, our phones and laptops Adam K, by the way, he was oh, in the Adam chat Knight, as well. Yeah, don't Thank forget you. Adam. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah Adam, actually, Adam, on, on a side shoot before we go, we'll never get away here. Paul Tricker. Uh, but Paul, yeah, well, he he obviously won the uh, the uh, pen. Yes, he, he did, yes. Yeah. Pen. Yeah. Um, but Adam Knight. Dan Hannington. There. Dan Hannington. Yeah. Uh, Adam Knight uh, does his own podcast. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, Adam cool. Knight uh, and does um, the Go Flying Australia podcast. Oh, wow. Um, I've, I've, that's one of my uh, podcasts I listen to. You've, if uh, a couple of his latest episodes have mm. been really, really good. So if you get a chance to go over to iTunes, um, go Do. Flying Australia, yeah, and listen to Adam Knight's show. He has some really great guests on there. Yeah. Um, so download his show. 
To, to listen to our show, if you aren't doing so already, then to get in touch with the show, it's facebook.com forward slash UK. It is, our Twitter handle is at UK. The email address for the show is podcast at UK. And we've got a fabulous new website that we launched. It's sort of latter part of 2015, as many of you already know. And that website is www.plaintalkinguk.com. From myself here in the studio, as I say, it's been a real privilege to be involved with you this year. Uh, Long may 2016 continue. Uh, From me personally and all of my family and friends, I'd like to wish everybody who listens to this a very happy Christmas and a merry, 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 very, very drunk New Year. And from me, Carlos, uh, it's been a fantastic 2015. Really looking forward to 2016 and meeting some of you guys at some of the air shows definitely, next year. Definitely, yeah. um, I'd like to wish on behalf of me here in the kitchen studio yeah. uh, at uh, PTUK headquarters, uh, from me and my wife and my poppy cat, uh, wherever <laughs> she is. <laughs> who's never here. Who's never here. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Unlike Alfie, who, 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 Alfie who's always not camera show, yeah. shy. Yes. <laughs> but from all of us here, uh, have a really great Christmas and a fantastic New Year. And, uh, yeah, don't forget to, uh, well, eat, drink, and... Be, be merry. very merry. Be absolutely. very merry. So that's it, guys. Thanks ever so much for your input, as always. Let's say goodbye, Carl. Goodbye! goodbye.